On behalf of the graduates, the faculty, and the administration of Nazarene Bible College, it's my privilege to welcome you to this, the 49th commencement of the college. We would ask you to remain seated while the procession takes place of the faculty and as a, of the graduates as they come in. Thank you. Lord bless you. This is going to be a good day. <laughs> Thank you. 
Would you join me in a word of prayer? Gracious Heavenly Father, you have uh, taken a building made of bricks and turned it into a holy place because of your people here. You tell us to study and show ourselves approved. You told us to, whatever we do, do it to the, the best that we can do. And on this day, Lord, we just invite you into our presence here to witness what has been studied and, had been, and our presence here. Be with us on this day. Bless everyone here. In your name we pray. Amen. Congregation, would you stand, please? And let's sing. We are all of one mission.
Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. This is the message that we have heard from him, and we declare it to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Jesus said of himself, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. God who said, let light shine out from darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Let me just fix that. We were once darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. Amen? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. So let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So testify concerning that light, so that through him, through you, everyone might believe. As an alumnus of Nazarene Bible College, I represent hundreds of graduates who have carried the light of the gospel to the world. We are serving across the United States and in many nations around the world. As you receive this flame, you have a charge to keep, a God to glorify, a never-dying soul to save. I hand this torch to you with confidence that you will join the alumni of this great institution in the challenging task of fulfilling the Great Commission. From Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. These words which I command you today shall be in your hearts. You shall think on them when you lie down and when you rise up, when you go in and when you go out. You shall bind them as uh, frontlets between your eyes. You shall bind them on the doorposts of your house. At NBC, I have learned how to do this more fully, and my love for the Lord Jesus has only grown May we continue to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our minds, and with all our strength.
I only have 30 seconds. <laughs> dreams. Dreams are real. Thank you to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for fulfilling my dreams. I thank my family, my church family, my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and my faculty members and staff. A special thanks to my wife, beautiful Flora Salatielu Anitoni. Thank you all for your thoughts and prayers. I did it. Where God guides, he provides. God has guided me to help others, and thus he provided knowledge to do so through my journey here at NBC. Perhaps even more valuable than book knowledge are the people that God places in our lives. In the times I wanted to throw in the towel, I was encouraged by my loving family and friends, classmates, and yes, even professors. I'm exceedingly grateful for all their encouragement, and I pray that I would be a blessing to them as we continue in our journey. My prayer is that my life will praise God for the challenge, his provision, his people, and the strength to continue on wherever he will guide me. My life verse is Joshua 1.9, which reads, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. After years of wandering through my undergraduate degree, the Lord called me to Nazarene Bible College. He has ever since and evermore stayed true to his promise to be with me wherever I go. I vow now, because he first vowed love to me, that in taking this torch, I will shine his light into the world. I vow to go from this place, across the river, into the, Lord that, into the land that the Lord has prepared for me, with the news of his goodness to me here. And finally, I vow to be strong and courageous. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And endurance and perseverance is definitely what this journey has been, not just through exegetical papers and cohort stuff, but um, also... Uh, with life stuff. So I know that God's going to continue that. Um, and that's just my prayer, that I continue to endure um, as I live out his, the ministry. Thank you. Um, I think I was trying to come up with a speech for tonight, and I, the only thing I could think of was our first year when we were told that when you start anything and then everything's going to go wrong. All right. And it did. A lot. Um, a lot with my daughter. A lot with just life. But 
through my family and friends and amazing faculty. We did it. Second Corinthians 12, 9. Each time he said, my grace is all you need, my power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. It's at Nazarene Bible College that I have learned this best. Make sure I got that a little bit out there. All right. Um, I found a quote that I thought uh, just resounded for each and every one of us if we've gone through this journey in the past several years. Um, permanence, persistence, and um, persuasiveness. In spite of all the obstacles, discouragement, and impossibilities, it is in that that all things are distinguished a, soul, a strong soul from the weak. Thomas Carlyle. Um, I have to piggyback on um, what Nicole said. I mean, it's Dr. Lambright told us in the very beginning that this journey would not be easy, but it would be worth it in the end. And it definitely is. So um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, 10 31, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God and with the servant's heart. like this torch. It's warrior stuff. <clears throat> so, yeah, I want to start with thanking my family for praying for me, especially my wife, Jesse, and my Connor, my son, Connor, and Josie, uh, for supporting me and my crazy timelines, and the faculty here for welcoming me into the family and, and uh, supporting me through this. So I wanted to share one of my assignments with you. It was you, Lord, who comforted me. It was you, Lord, who watched and waited. It was you, Lord, who never left my side. It was you, Lord, who heard my cries of anguish. It was you, Lord, that removed my cold black heart. And it was you, Lord, who replaced it with your own. It was you, Lord, who restored my dead spirit and it was you, Lord, who rescued me and showed me mercy, grace, and unfailing love. It is you, Lord, to whom I surrender my life to completely. And it is you, Lord, that I will follow and serve until the day that I draw my last breath. I love you all very much. My name is Amanda Jones. I live in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm very thankful for this opportunity today. I will take with me the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere I go, kept and expressed in my thoughts, words, and actions. I want to thank Nazarene Bible College for equipping me to serve in this world today, my friends and family who have helped and encouraged me through this journey, and I want to thank God for his grace, for loving and guiding me, even to this very moment. May he continue to guide me with his Holy Spirit as I seek him for the rest of my life.
I've been at NBC since 2008. I took a couple of years off and God called me back. And so I came back and he called me into the degree program for counseling. At that time, he laid a verse on my heart. Isaiah 43:19 says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I had no idea at the time what that verse would mean for my life beyond um, a new direction for me in my ministry. Little did I know, a short time later, we would lose most everything we had to a flood. And I was going to give up, but the faculty and the staff and my friends and my family and my fellow classmates said, no, you can do this. And so I did. Last year, I got the news that I had a very rare cancer. And again, I was ready to give up. But my family and the faculty and staff and my friends and my church family said, we're praying for you. You can do this. God can help you. And so I didn't give up. Cancer was probably the best thing that ever happened to my family. My family became closer. I saw relationships restored. And I saw my, my sister accept Jesus Christ as her personal savior. And I'd do it all over again. And God is so good. And I just want to stay on the path that he's led me on. And just um, stay in the will that, that he has for my life. Thank you. So Philippians 1.6 says, be confident in this, he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I have found out in this stage in my life that I have much more to learn. And through NBC, they have equipped me, they have given me tools that I can apply for the rest of my life. I am so blessed. I'm so blessed by the faculty, by the support that I've gotten through the Salvation Army, by my loving husband and my children. And I know that God is faithful and he continues to see me through. He continues to show me the steps that I need to take to learn more, to become more like Christ in every, every area of my life. And I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I will reach heaven and I will see Jesus face to face. And I look forward to hearing the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Amen. I'm Pastor Luisa Mendoza. I originally come from Bolivia and live in Ofalo, Illinois. My life is scripture is Psalm 118, verse 15. Voz de júbilo y de se escucha en las tiendas de los justos del Señor. La diestra de Jehová ha hecho maravillas por nosotros. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous of the Lord. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things for us. Hallelujah.
my life verse is Jeremiah 29, 13, or 12 and 13. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me when you find me with all of your heart. In being obedient to God's call for my life, I quickly realized I needed further education, and that's when I enrolled at NBC. I thank NBC for the learning, both in my degree program and in my personal journey with Jesus. I want to thank my husband, who's graduating with me today, my children, my parents, and our friends for their support. My life verse is First uh, Peter chapter fifteen, chapter three, verse fifteen. It says, "But in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with." gentleness and respect. It's been a long time coming. 25 years, I have that dubious distinction of being the longest NBC student. <laughs> I want to thank the faculty and their timeless advice and Jan Edwards, special shout to her. She always answered the phone, was always encouraging, and always provided answers even though it wasn't her field. And I just want to continue to do what the Lord wants me to do. I want to thank my wife, my family, and for their steadfast love. And uh, amen. James 1.12 says, Blessed is he who perseveres under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive a crown of life, which God has offered to those who love him. I stand before you here today with a temporary victor's crown upon my head, but with the knowledge and the love of God to carry me on to that eternal crown for which God has called me heavenward. And I press on to that today. Amen. My life verse is Isaiah 26.3 which says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. During my time at NBC, I have experienced great sorrow. I lost a daughter, but I've experienced a tremendous joy. God blessed me with an amazing son. My time here has taught me that no matter what life throws at you, if you put your trust in God, he will fill you with the greatest peace knowing that he will carry you through anything. My vow is to rest in that shalom, that perfect peace, knowing that I can walk through anything as long as I put my trust in God. My name is Raymond Dila, and I live in Portland, Oregon. The most significant thing I learned during my journey through Nazarene Bible College is that the call that God has put on my life 
is all about relationship. It's relationship with God, relationship with those that I love. Nancy, I love you. And relationship with uh, those that God has put into, in place, in, in front of me. To live that call, to give him glory, means that I must be right with Jesus today. What he has made clear to me is what lies behind me and what lies ahead of me is of little matter compared to what lies within me. May the love of Jesus lie within you. God is good all the time. Amen. I always thought that I could pick up a book and read whatever I wanted to read, but <coughs> it's not that way with God. God takes a while, and it takes time to get to know him. I recently read a book um, that was labeled God, Faith, and Reason, and I want to take a quote from the author that had in there. Um, he said, it took me a while to get this, he said, the search and finding God is in the finding itself. And along with that comes all the people and institutions that you will come across as you go <coughs> in your journey with God. So I thank you for everyone for that. As, even now, as I have graduated, I look to the future. The future is our students. I am very excited to teach, learn to teach our, the next generation of students, this, not only to be disciples, but to become disciple makers as well. And with that, I'll share this verse with you from Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have, not, have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by New mercies I see, all I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. This 
this whole time, my father has been so faithful for, as I've completed all these classes. And I just want to thank my husband. I want to thank my friends. I want to thank my family. I do this not only because my father told me to do it, but I have a generation looking behind me that are looking for the way to go. And I want to bless my grandchildren and tell them that this is the way to go. And I want to say to my oldest grandson, Pinhas, you can do it. I want to thank my father, my daddy, who's, who's uh, in the rehabilitation. And I want to just thank my parents for teaching me to move forward. And most of all, I want to thank the staff and my spiritual family for just pushing me on, especially in this capstone project. Ooh, father, thank you for your grace and mercy. Amen. Doy gracias a Dios por, por su gran amor, por salvarme y transformar mi vida. Doy gracias a Dios porque me llamó en un privilegio el poder servirle, pero además proveyó todos los recursos para que yo pudiera prepararme. Doy gracias a Dios a mi esposa que se gradúa también conmigo, a mis padres, a mis hermosas hijas, a mis amigos, familia y a todos los maestros y staff de la universidad, por su apoyo incondicional. Señor Jesús, ciertamente tú eres la vid, nosotros somos las ramas, si permanecemos en ti y tú permaneces en nosotros, produciremos mucho fruto porque separados de ti nada podemos hacer. Eh, gracias a Dios porque nos da la victoria en Cristo Jesús. Gracias a Dios por mi esposo, que siempre ora por mí, me motiva a ser la mejor persona y la mejor hija de Dios. Eh, doy gracias a Dios por mis hijos, por mis papás, que siempre oran por mí, por mi eh, familia y por todos mis amigos. Y también estoy muy agradecida con NBC, eh, con todas las enseñanzas, el apoyo, el amor, porque a través de NBC aprendí amar con todo mi corazón la Palabra de Dios. Y me presentaré al Señor como obrero que no tiene de qué avergonzarse, que usa bien la Palabra de Dios. Y quiero decir a Dios, te amo Dios. My name is Ronald Benjamin, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, and my life's vow is to strive and lay hold of the joy, the infinite joy that can only be found in a relationship in Christ Jesus. And as this torch was passed on to me and with the help of the wonderful education that NBC offered, I plan to share that reality and tell everyone that they can have that joy also in Christ Jesus with God's help. God bless you. My name is Ken Goode from Gardnerville, Nevada. My life vow is to embrace the call that God has put upon my life and my heart, to meet people at the point of their need and to share at their level, to reflect Christ in my daily life, in my relationships with my church family and with my wife Cheryl and my children and my extended family. 
to sacrificially live, give, and serve, to be the best steward that I can be and teach other people to be good stewards, to preach the simple gospel of Christ, to be prayerful and faithful, and to be a blessing to all. I think there is one thing that we all share here tonight, and that is the transformational love of Jesus Christ. And so at my journey here at NBC, that's one thing that I've learned about myself is that God wants to transform me, but he wants to transform everyone that I come in contact with. So I want to share this verse it's not a verse of scripture, it's a quote that it was shared with me just recently. And it says, I will feed my faith, not my fears, my feelings, or my failures. But I just want to add this to it, that I will teach and lead others to do the same. I'm Jared Hunley. And I think I might be dumber having completed this. <laughs> Stay with me. The Apostle Paul left his life of a Pharisee to spread the good news. He records later with Timothy that everybody's left him except Luke. Certainly there's a lot of people who thought, this guy's faithful but dumb. And if that's what dumb is, then thank you, NBC, for helping me <laughs> realize that the call of God does not always make sense. And as I continue to learn this art of self-denial, I take the light of Christ in the world. But as I stand here holding it, I realize it's, it's actually the light taking me. And I'm so thankful that I have my wife behind my back to push me when I'm falling down and tired. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Lonnie. I'm 50 years old. Oh. I'm 50 years old, and I do not have the time to tell you the stories and the things that brought me to this point. So let me give you, let me tell you how it ends, how the chapter ends. I have three adult children. Two of them are married. One of them is thinking about it. If he's watching, he knows what I'm talking about. He graduated with his master's in social work in December. My youngest son graduated from Purdue University this past May 2nd. My middle child, my daughter, graduated from Indiana University this past May 7th. And their father, myself, graduates today. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Brokenness does not get the last word in our lives. First of all, I want to thank my family for coming to, across the country to see me uh, graduate. I want to thank my wife for laying down her life all the time to take care of our son while I'm doing schoolwork. Um, but as I receive this torch, I think about the, the torch being passed from the, the men and women of God who have gone before us. I think specifically about the Moravian missionaries. For those of you who don't know, they sold themselves into slavery in order to preach the gospel to slaves in Africa that they knew would never hear the gospel 
unless they gave up their lives to go. And all of us here that are graduating have been called to give up our lives, to carry this torch. And so my, my vow, my hope, my desire is to, to carry this torch with all my heart to the next generation and, and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to give up my life so that others can be saved. Because really, if we're saved, what on earth are we on earth for but so that others can be saved? So, praise God. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that fars outweigh them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Not on Because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Though the challenges of ministry increase, my faith and my call holds fast because he lives. I know I stand here. I can stand here because of God's grace and mercy. As I look back over the, about the decade of me being here at Nazarene Bible College, I know of God's transformation and it's proof in my life if we don't put God in a box. This is not the end. This is a new chapter. And I thank God for calling me into the ministry even though I fought it at the beginning. I thank my wife, Kirith, for taking this journey with me. When she married me almost nine years ago, she knew she wasn't just marrying a very difficult man, but also riding this journey with me. I thank my mom, my sister, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, all of them. I can be a very difficult man but they've helped me along this journey. It's been very tiring and frustrating. And now we get to celebrate. Oh. I would really be upset if I didn't finish this right. My life verse is Colossians 3.23. And everything I do, do with full heart, as I'm working for the Lord, not for man. And I will live this throughout my whole life. I wanted to read Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. When I started my journey here at Nazarene Bible College, I never believed that I had what it took to be a pastor. When God called me to be a pastor, I was afraid to tell anybody. Because I knew if I said something to somebody, then people would expect me to follow through. And, you know, I didn't mind volunteering, but this challenge, I came from the 
inner city of Syracuse. I never went to college when I graduated high school because I was afraid. I was a mechanic, I was a carpenter, I could do all that stuff, but the educational part of it, I didn't think that was something that I could do. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my family, my friends, the people in church who have consistently stood behind me and encouraged me and mentored me. Um, and I think about that in the sense of trust in the Lord and he'll change you because I remember when I first volunteered in youth ministry, I mean, I had to work on how I spoke because my language didn't exactly line up with, <laughs> yeah, I had to apologize a few times. <laughs> but people were always gracious. Um, you know, they, 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 they allowed me, like, I, I guess to come to God as I followed God and as that light poured into my life, and I started to reflect it. it. It was just this natural, dynamic relationship where nobody told me I had to do anything, but people did come around and embrace me and encourage me along the way. And uh, as far as my dedication in that respect would be that I would always hope that I could live out the way that I preach and the message that I preach. Not just, you know, to be a part of that ministry and to minister as Jesus did, by maintaining a presence. And what I mean by that is, um, when I first started coming to church, the youth pastor used to come and pick my sisters and I up and bring us to church. Um, and sometimes I went with my, my father, but for the youth ministry stuff, it was always people consistently putting themselves in my life in ways that even when I know I let them down, they never stop that pursuit. And with that said, I would like to maintain that presence and show people that we care, share a meal with them, be hospitable, and above all else, love. Love others like Jesus first loved us. For we will only win the world for Jesus if we were able to truly embody the very love of our Father in heaven as we share and we pour into others and be that light of the world. My name is Glenda Fields. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, pastor of a new church start, Gateway Church of the Nazarene. Today, as I look out on my brothers and sisters, I want you to be reminded that we're being reported, our faith is being reported all over the world today, what we believe about Christ. And so I want you to be reminded to let your light shine so that men may see and they may, your good works and glorify God. Our job at Gateway Community Church is to connect people to Christ by doing good things. Nazarene Bible College has shown me many techniques and how to do that, and for that I'm very grateful. They have poured into my life and supported me but most of all, my family, my husband, my sons and daughters, and I have nine children, but they have supported me greatly, and I'm so thankful for all that God has done in my life. I want to remind you to be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Somebody's looking at you and watching your faith, so you be encouraged and encourage them. God bless you all. I, 
I don't know what the future holds, but I will work urgently with everyone I meet because Christ's love has called me to that extreme. His love will have the first and last word in everything that I do. The old life has gone, the new life has come, which leaves us with the task of telling everyone what Christ has done. I am his ambassador in the world so that everyone will know that one man died for everyone so that we can live a life far better than we could do on our own. Before I knew what a life verse was, before I even knew what NBC was, the Holy Spirit gripped my heart one day in a devotion, and he's asked me to encourage you with that this day. It is my life verse that I have started with NBC, before the NBC, I maintained through NBC, and I will vow to my Lord and my King, my church, my brothers and sisters, and my family all the days of my life. It is found in Ephesians 4. Now these gifts... Christ have given unto the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart so very clearly that day. He said, Georgia Lee, all of my children will fall in one or more of those categories. I have given my gifts to the church Not every pastor is going to have a pulpit. Not every teacher will have a whiteboard. But I'm looking for my people who will lay their life down, that I will abide in their presence, and my power to flow through them. So I commit that day to you. The Holy Spirit then asked me, he said, Georgia Lee, will you do this for me? I began to weep uncontrollably because I know in my heart of flesh that I am not faithful. And I cannot do this in and of myself. And I told him, I said, if you go before me, I will follow. If you give me a heart of flesh and the spirit of God, I will go where you tell me to go. I will say what you tell me to say. And I will do what you tell me to do, no matter what. And I vow to this day, my Lord, I will continue to do that. As NBC, I want to thank the faculty behind me, because now they have equipped me to do the work of the ministry Now I will lay my life down to my church and my family. God bless you. Today I am filled with so much gratitude. I thank God for his faithfulness. The long journey to get here to this moment has been filled with so much of God's amazing, amazing grace. And I am so grateful. I'm thankful to my family. I am grateful and thankful to this wonderful institution for giving me the opportunity to accomplish my goal. And as I've been in Colorado, I've been thinking about the beginning of time. I started at Nazarene Bible College in 2006, and it has been a long, incredible journey. But I thank God for the life of Dr. Self, who never gave up on me, who emailed me even when I wasn't in school, the late great. I am grateful to him for this opportunity. I commence today to let my light so shine before men that they may see my good works, but glorify my Father, which is in heaven. Thank you. My name is Nate Morrison. 
Uh, I am originally from East Peoria, Illinois, but we just moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. And I need to apologize for my wife, to my wife right now for what I'm about to say. <clears throat> uh, in the words of my daughter and I's favorite pop star, uh, haters gonna hate, 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 hate. <laughs> Players gonna play, 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 play. You just gotta shake, 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 shake. Shake it off. Uh, <laughs> I've lived a pretty crazy life, um, and my, my life, even since I've just accepted the call to ministry, ministry has been pretty crazy. Uh, my family's life, uh, there's been plenty of stuff in my life that I've, that I've needed to shake off, and um, I just want to thank my wife and my kids uh, and the rest of my family for being behind me, uh, my church family for uh, helping push me through the hard times. Uh, and in the words of my, my good friend, Chad Richmond, uh, I vow to just keep chasing after Jesus. Thank you. My name is Jason Nixon, and I'm from a small place in Kansas. So nice to see the mountains out here and everything else. All we have out there is flatlands. So trust me, you appreciate when you see some mountains. But... Um, you know, I got to thank my wife and my kids. I couldn't do this without their support and how they support me through this and my church family. And you know, one thing God has taught me through this entire process, he is not convenient. God is not about conveniency. He's about pushing you and stretching you and taking you beyond your comfort zone. And I just thank him for that. I think of the disciples and how Jesus said, he called them and said, follow me and they follow. And that's my heart today. That like Paul handing the torch on to Timothy is like NBC handing the torch on to us. That we would accept this call and we would go into the world strong and confident in our Savior. And that's my call. That I will stand strong for him and I will let this flame burn bright in my soul today. In Jesus' name. Um, I'd like to say thank you to my husband, Tom and to my home church back in Las Vegas, and to the faculty and staff of NBC for teaching me and equipping me so that I can fulfill my life purpose, which is, as a princess of the king, I will be a voice to the, my fellow princesses and princes that they are loved and cherished by the king, particularly when it's within his will to act through me. My goal will always be to share his transforming message of love and grace by however he allows me to be involved in order to build his kingdom so that no one will ever feel unloved or unwanted. Hi, everybody. My name is Asiasi Maifiti. I'm from the, the Seattle district. And first of all, I give God's glory. I never thought I can graduate in the college. But thank God for everything he has done for me. I want to thank NBC staff for encouragement and motivation. Also, I want to thank my mentor, Tauli Maongi, and First Lady Potoongi. My mentor graduated in this college 32 years ago. And also, I want to thank uh, Reverend Tuivaiti and First Lady, Reverend Tau Viliambu, Reverend Mariana Ropeti, Reverend Pete and First Lady, Reverend Tumu and First Lady, Reverend Aswenga and First Lady, Reverend Tony and First Lady, Reverend Tasi and First Lady, Reverend uh, Sui and First Lady, also my family back home and my wife's family, 
my mom, Valasia Masanga, and my sister, Kalanga, from New York, my brother, Retzi, and his wife, Sister Lupe. Uh, also, thanks to you, and thanks to the Commerce Church, Lakewood, Kent, Mighty Warrior, Kingdom Rock, Dow's Church, Stasis Church, family and friends here in Colorado Springs. Thanks for the support and prayers. God bless. Be kind one another. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I might get in trouble for what I'm about to do. And someone told me, you know, you talk a lot, so make sure you go in 30 seconds. But Keith Holloway, could you please stand up? This is my youth pastor over 30 plus years. This is who led me to Christ and gave me the hunger for the Lord, and I'm still chasing after him. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I never turned back. And I also want to say, I'm going to talk about a storm, a couple of storms. First, I want to say thank you to the great, late Charles Self. I want to say thank you to Jan Edwards, Dr. Graves, Pastor Tillman, and many more, because I have been through the storms. I have had a heart attack. I have been in and out the hospital. I was on my verge of just giving up. But God said, keep your eyes on me and trust me. So as I go through the storms, my promise today to my Lord Jesus Christ is, I'm going to take this journey. And as I take this journey, when the storms come and the waves come, try to wash me away, I'm going to remember to keep my eyes on you and let the Holy Spirit direct me to the path that I need to go and not turn around because once I turn around, I will fall. But I want to say thank God Almighty. I did it and I'm still here. I'm uh, Donna Scott from Santa Rosa, California, and I also want to thank Dr. Charles Self because he was the one who kept me going, and Vernell Posey. She was my, I had her a couple times, not the same. Anyway, um, Abba Father, I praise and worship you. I cherish your love and guidance in healing from two strokes, and I, I thank you for the gift of eternal life, because without that, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I can't say I'm humbled by your love for me and your mercy and grace and forgiveness. There's no limit to it. Abba, Father, my vow to you is I surrender my life to your perfect will, and I will go wherever you send me, and I will testify to what you've done for me. I proclaim your love to others and that you are the one who defines us, not the world. Help me bring the light to the world and to speak to the brokenhearted. You are my beloved and I am yours and I will love you with all my heart, soul and mind and others as myself. 
I am your child, and I carry all the authority that you have given me. So, as a child, I roar. As a member of the freshman class at Nazarene Bible College, I represent hundreds of men and women who are finding their way to this institution to have their lamps trimmed for more effective service. Because of faithful servants who have come before us, we have seen and followed the true light of the world. As we have heard your secret vows today, our hearts have been strengthened to pursue with greater determination our years of preparation. Someday soon, we will pass the torch on to those behind us and follow in your footsteps. Before Jesus ascended to his Father in heaven, he gave his followers one last charge. It's my privilege as president of the institution to give this graduating class one last charge. I do so by quoting our Lord. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In every age, God has called out men and women to be his faithful servants. You have been called to join that great company who seek to follow in the steps of those who have fulfilled the great commission of our Lord. I pray that you will today and always keep a clear vision of your call and that God will grant you the strength to fulfill the ministry assigned to you. Now, go forth. Remember God's presence often. Draw your strength from the knowledge that the one who calls you and sends you will also sustain you. Amen. Don't 
Please stand for our prayer. Let us bow our heads before our great and glorious God. Lord, we are so grateful to you today for your constant guidance and abundant blessings through the years of study and preparation of our graduates. You have proven yourself faithful to us all in so many ways. Now we have arrived at this moment of celebration, a culmination of all that has gone before. 
None of this would have been possible without you leading the way, O Lord. Help us to remember the lessons you have taught us through these years so that we may be good stewards of your teaching and your care for us. Be glorified, Lord, in the gifts you have given, the hearts you have grown, the skills you have honed, and the minds you have formed in every student here. Help us to remember those who journeyed with us along this path. Oh, we have expressed so much gratitude already today. But these hours of study and commitment to this effort is only possible because of so many other people in our lives. So help us to continue to be grateful for their support. Help us to remember to listen with open ears and learn with open hearts what you wish to teach us in the years ahead through those you will be placing in our lives. Now, as we move forward into our fields of ministry and service, help us realize how often we do not understand the hardships and challenges others may be facing. As each of us, as we devote ourselves to you each day, we ask that you will fill us with your deep abiding love for those who do not know you, who may react in fear or hatred towards us, that we may be a reflection of your light and your peace into their world as we seek to find your image within them. Fill us with your delight and compassion for those who do know you, that we may always seek to serve them rather than be served, that we may encourage them through our words and deeds to build upon your firm foundation. Fill us, Lord, with the desire to seek out and welcome the strangers, the ones who do not belong to our church group, our ethnic group, our gender, our country, or perhaps even our own faith, that we may acknowledge the joint humanity we share together because of you, our creator. And now we bring our great joy in this moment of accomplishment and lay it before you as a fragrant offering of deep gratitude, Lord. We give you our creator, redeemer, and sanctifier, the praise and glory for what has been, what is right now, and what will be. And all the people said, Amen. Ah, peace be upon you all. You may be seated. Well, I hate to tell the owner of a blue Hummer, 
that you are parked in a fire lane and you must move this vehicle immediately. I hope you heard that. Well, it's your day, graduates, but certainly as you have testified, there are many people here who helped you along on this journey, right? In a few moments, we're going to acknowledge you. You're going to walk across this stage. I'm going to hand you what you're waiting to get, and you're going to get a towel and walk off, and we're going to cheer for you and celebrate you. But don't you think it's appropriate we take a moment and celebrate the people who came along with you? So if you're a family member or a guest of one of these graduates, would you please stand so they can thank you for your support? And you can uh, get all warmed up for your cheering here in a little bit. Uh, it's going to be a great, great moment, right? Huh? I always like that. I get a little emotional after hearing your testimonies. You'll just have to forgive me for that. You know, 13 years I've been hearing these testimonies, and every year it just, it just does something deep down in my heart. It's like a proud papa in a way, you know. Uh, I'm getting old enough to say that, unfortunately. But we also have some other peoples here today that have played a part in your life. And I would like for our administrators and faculty and staff and adjunct faculty and their spouses, would you please stand? If you're one of administrators, spouses, faculty spouses, adjunct spouses, faculty, adjunct, I can't, I have to read this list again. Would you like to thank them today? It's, it's wonderful today to have uh, Reverend Dan and Roxana Cole. Uh, Reverend Cole is the district superintendent of the Nebraska district and drove several hundred miles to be here for this weekend. He's also a member of the board of trustees. Uh, Dan, would you and Roxana stand, please, so we can acknowledge you? Thank you. Thank you for being here today. We also have another trustee uh, that we're going to be recognizing in just a few moments, and that's Reverend Charles Tillman, his lovely wife, May, and their sons, Jonathan and Charles, are here. Would you please stand? And it's great to have Major Brian Berschel, Education Secretary of the Salvation Army Western Territory, here with us today. And, and Major, would you please stand so we can acknowledge you? Thank you. We're really thankful for our partnership uh, with the Salvation Army, and if you're an officer and you're graduating this year, would you stand so we can see who you are? Amen. Our speaker today is a good friend of mine. I've known him for a lot of years, uh, Dr. Phil Fuller. He served as the superintendent of the Virginia District Church of the Nazarene since 2004. He pastored three churches in Ohio and one in Virginia from 1986 to 2004. He was elected chairman of the Nazarene Bible College Board of Trustees in January of 2019. Uh, th this is interesting, Phil. The first thing you said here in your bio is that you are the grandfather 
of Arbella. I mean, that's even for your wife or anyone else, and we grandparents know how that works. He's the father of John and father-in-law to Laura and husband of Cheryl since 1985. Uh, the Fullers reside in Melothia, Virginia. Uh, Phil is a graduate of Olivet Nazarene University with a bachelor's and master's degree. He also received a Master of Divinity from Nazarene Theological Seminary and completed his doctoral degree at Asbury Theological Seminary. Phil has served as District MOI President and Adjunct Faculty Member at Nazarene Bible College as a member of the Board of Trustees for Mount Vernon Nazarene University, member of the Board of Trustees at Eastern Nazarene College and Nazarene Bible College. He is the Vice Chair of the Board of Pensions, USA Church of the Nazarene. He has served as a member of the District Superintendent's Advisory Council to the USA Canada Regional Director. He has twice chaired standing committees of the General Assembly of the Church of the Nazarene. He has served for many years on the denomination's New Start, New Churches Task Force. And every now and then he sleeps. Phil's passion for people his desire is that people from all cultures come to know in a personal way the satisfaction of being loved by Jesus Christ. Phil is a great friend, a great supporter of the college, and I'm honored that he would take time out of his very, very busy schedule to come and share with us this afternoon. Would you welcome Dr. Phil Fuller? Thank you, Mr. President, for the privilege of being here today, and thank you to you for this honor. A.W. Tozer, a Christian and Missionary Alliance pastor in West Virginia, Illinois, and eventually in Ontario, made this statement, refuse to be average. Let your heart soar as high as it will. I think his expression makes a perfect centerpiece for the NBC commencement address. Soar for the heights, graduates. You are the cream of the crop. You are the best of the best. Congratulations are in order for each of you today, and we celebrate you recognizing your achievement and this success. And our hearts join in wishing you every continued success, and we say to you, well done and with utmost sincerity and with genuine feelings of congratulation, we really do say to you, well done. I see that many of you are celebrating with golden cords or stars by your name in the program. That means that somehow along the way, you have put a little extra effort in. And so we say a double well done to you, I suppose. And there is another group of you, and you know who you are, that somewhere through this academic journey, you struggled somewhere along the way with one of those classes. You know what I mean, don't you? You uh, struggled maybe by barely passing that one, or maybe you botched that one exam or two along the way, but still you made it. And to all the C students and everybody, I say, you too can someday be a district superintendent and chairman of the board at NBC. 
But I digress. Wouldn't it be fun if we could exchange autographs so we could say we knew you when, huh? Aim high. The Lord knows that our world in the church needs more visible leaders. Godly examples such as William and Catherine Booth, Mother Teresa, and Billy Graham. And I have a feeling that in this graduating class, somebody today is among that caliber. I do. And if you are that one, press on, dear one. The church and the world need you. And I have perfect reason to spend my short few minutes here telling you to aim high, to go for the gold, to reach for the stars, and to achieve beyond your wildest dreams. I even found a great quote or two that would make this speech somewhat impressive and appear even more well thought out. And one of my favorite quotes comes from one of my favorite non-theologians, Mark Twain, who said, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. Or, to quote A.W. Tozer again, refuse to be average. Let your heart soar as high as it will. But if aim high is such a natural topic for a commencement speech, then why in the world did the Lord himself instruct me to call this speech aim for the middle? How uninspiring. The only lesser title of a speech would have been aim low. And just in case Jesus had given me that speech to give, he even gave me a quote by Alexander Pope who said this, Blessed is the man who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. <laughs> but seriously, aim for the middle? Is that what the Lord wants said today? And he said, yes. So best I'm able... Let me unpack what I believe God put on my heart. Robert Collier said this once, success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. Mother Teresa said, we can do no great thing, only small things with great love. The challenge, I think, is this. By aiming high, we could miss the center. By aiming high, we could hit a matter head on. And that, while good, is only bettered by always getting to the heart of the matter or aiming for the middle, the not-so-highfalutin stuff, sometimes the not-so-visible stuff, but the foundational stuff. That makes all the difference. And so do you graduates. I boldly say today, aim for the middle. Maybe it was Maya Angelou that captures what I'm trying to say when she wrote this. The desire to reach for the stars is ambitious. The desire to reach hearts is wise. And the Lord knows what a tricky little matter ambition can be. Just consider his words to the disciples. You don't know what you're asking. In response to their request, let one of us sit at the right hand and the other at your left hand. 
And it was also Jesus who says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I love even better how the New Century Version puts it. Your heart will be where your treasure is. Someone, someone, someone somewhere said, I'd rather be partly great than entirely useless. And it was Abraham Lincoln that said, I would rather be a little nobody than an evil somebody. The story of David, King David's selection to be king of Israel, found in 1 Samuel 16, leaves us scratching our heads. David had older brothers, the aim high kinds of characters. They were better looking, older, wiser, broad shoulders, more prestige, certainly more life lived. But the Lord, through Samuel, chose David, the youngest. The scripture says, merely a boy and of all things, describes him as a sheep herder. The very next chapter is the battle with the Philistine, and David rejects the king's armor. He chooses five smooth stones, complemented by an amazing dose of confidence in God, and with God's help, defeats the enemy. And it turns out that rather than herding sheep being a liability, it turns out it was exactly the proving grounds God used for even greater things in his life. While sheep herding, David killed a lion and a bear. And then in that moment, before he goes out to defeat the Philistine giant, he tells this to the king. The Lord rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear and will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Evidently, amazing things can happen when you tend sheep. Maybe this is why Jesus, when he restored Peter there at the end of John's gospel with that, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. His command to him was to feed the sheep and to tend his lambs. What I'm really trying to say when I say aim for the middle is what Derwin Gray, former NFL player and now pastor of Transformation Church in Fort Mill, South Carolina said. Listen carefully. Many people will never get to slay a Goliath because they think that taking care of sheep is beneath them. And that is exactly what can happen if you aim high while forgetting to aim for the middle. And to paraphrase A.W. Tozer on another point, don't become so engrossed in the work of the Lord that you forget the Lord of the work. So, as you begin your life as a graduate, set your aim do you immediately aim for the Goliaths out there, or are you willing to tend sheep? Trust me, Goliaths will come. And until those moments, aim for the middle, to the heart of the matter, obedience to the heart of God. In the big things, oh yes, of course. But in the small middle of the road things too, yes, please. For the love of God, be faithful there first. Love God, love family, 
And remember, no role in the church is beneath you. No place of service too small. The heart of God is captured by this exact kind of engagement in the world. And remember that for Jesus, the towel is the symbol of aiming for the heart, the middle of God's will. The good news, though, is that this aim for the middle idea isn't new to you. I mean, the very mission of NBC has been putting this into your hearts all along because we're here to prepare adults to serve the church. And whatever position God calls you to fulfill in this kingdom, whether high or low, by whatever standard you choose to measure it, remember that you are always a servant of God Most High. Your leadership will flourish wherever God places you when you have him in the middle of it all. And so I say, aim for the middle. And while God may indeed be raising up another Mother Teresa or Billy Graham, what I think the Lord is saying to us today is be Dixon Lang, be Nurky Paulino, or be Roland Chopfield. And you're like, who? You heard me. Dixon Lang, Nurky Paulino, Roland Chopfield. You don't know them? I didn't think so. Let me tell you about these servants of Christ. Let me tell you about Dixon Lang. His ministry spanned a little over 30 years with one pastoral tenure of 20 years in the suburb of Columbus, Ohio. Dixon Lang is one of the most disciplined men I've ever met to bed faithfully at a certain time in order to rise at a certain time for prayer. Each week, he completed faithful duties of visiting the sick and the shut-in. Through his ministry, he mailed thousands of handwritten personal notes to people he knew in the congregation and beyond in his ministry lifetime. And while he was there in that church outside of Columbus, worship grew from 58 to 257. Sunday school grew from 62 to 184. Finances increased by 1,700%. The church grew from dedication and hard work, the kind that comes from aiming for the middle of the heart of God. You may never have heard of Nirki Paulino, but she and her husband Randolph live right in the middle of God's heart and God's will. About 10 years ago, they accepted their first pastorate of about 50 people, which quickly grew to 90. God called them to plant first one, then two, then three, and now a fourth congregation. And when you add up all those who gather together, 300 people now gather in worship in those churches. And one of the daughter churches, Renacer con Cristo, has already launched a Bible study in a nearby city with an identified leader to start another church within a year. So soon the Paulinos will be spiritual grandparents to another congregation, something right in the middle of the heart of God. Roland Chopfield pastored for 48 years, 39 of which were in one church. Richmond Woodville Church of the Nazarene. Brother Chopfield was the predecessor of Dr. Charles Tillman. The Woodville Church grew under Brother Chopfield's ministry in one of the most economically challenged neighborhood in all of Richmond, Virginia. During his 39 years, the church invested more than 300,000 of today's dollars into the World Evangelism Fund of the Church of the Nazarene, while at the same time bringing in 467 new Nazarenes into the family of faith. 
You may never have heard of Roland Chopfield, but he served God faithfully, living in the middle, right in the heart of the will of God. So I say, aim for the middle. <laughs> what the church needs most from the 2019 class of Nazarene Bible College graduates is servants. Ready, willing, and able to faithfully serve the church at the very center of the heart of God. We need day-to-day -day faithfulness that may never make the world stage, but is perfectly in the middle of the will of God. We need visionary leaders who will go to cities, towns, and communities where there are broken churches, broken dreams, and broken people, and there to faithfully point all of them to Jesus, the very center of true joy. We need steadfast servants who continue to humbly learn because that is the heart of God. We need passion-filled preachers who serve with grace in the middle and stay the middle course because they have found Jesus to be all-sufficient. I know the Lord told me to say to you, aim for the middle. <laughs> so I just feel like I have to say this too. Aim high all you want, as long as you aim for Jesus in the middle. So maybe A.W. Tozer wasn't so far off after all. Refuse to be average. Let your heart soar as high as it will. And today we bless every ambition found in the heart of God. And our trust is that NBC has helped you to come to know and love the very middle of the heart of God. And just maybe today, by the help and grace of God, the president and the academic dean of NBC will hand out diplomas to the next Billy Graham, maybe. But more importantly, to a few more people like Dixon Lang, Roland Chopfield, and Nirki Paolino. Class of 2019, God bless you. So thanks, Dr. F Dr. Phil, Dr. Fuller, and we will embrace his challenge to aim for the middle. Amen? Amen. It's our honor today to confer an honorary degree on someone who exemplifies the purpose and mission of Nazarene Bible College, and that's Reverend Charles A. Tillman, Sr. So I'm going to ask Reverend Charles to come and join me here. And I'm going to ask President Graves to join me on my left and Dr. Church, if you'll on the, stand on the other side of Reverend Tillman. <clears throat> Reverend Charles Alexander, Alexander Tillman Sr. is an ordained elder, has served for 37 years as pastor in the Church of the Nazarene. Sixteen of those years has been at Richmond Woodville Church of the Nazarene. He formerly served churches in Memphis, Tennessee and in Richmond, Indiana. He is frequently sought after as a speaker for revivals, camp meetings, retreats, special events. In addition, he is the author of numerous articles. His most recent article, 
trying on new lenses, received an award from the Evangelical Press Association. Reverend Tillman states that his passion is to serve God, promote education, and black leadership in the church at large. In addition to his pastoral responsibilities, Reverend Tillman has held leadership positions at four colleges and universities. He served as the manager of admissions and student support services and affirmative action and equal opportunity officer at Ivy Tech Community College in Richmond, Indiana. He was the director of student life at Memphis College of Art, the vice president for enrollment management at Crichton, uh, Crichton College in Memphis, Tennessee, and the Director of Youth Build at Mid-South Community College in West Memphis, Arkansas. So I just want to make sure that you get the timelines, the, the two parallel things that were going there. He served for 16 years, he has served for 16 years in Richmond. He served for a combination of 21 years in Richmond, Indiana and in Memphis, Tennessee. And in those 21 years, he served in those roles at local education institutions. Uh, Reverend Charles Tillman is an example of what it means to be an effective co-vocational pastor. Reverend Tillman serves currently as the Virginia District's Coordinator of Black Ministries and the former Black Ministries recruiter for the Church of Nazarene International. He has worked on the Strategic Black Readiness Team to coordinate the annual, biannual National Black Nazarene Conferences from 2002 through 2012. In 2014, he was elected to serve as the National Black Ministries Facilitator. He also led two successful conferences in 2016 and 18, and is working on one for 2020. He is also working on a newly formed committee by the Nazarene Board of Superintendents of the Church of the Nazarene to craft a plan for the development of black leaders and ministries in the church. In fact, Dr. Fuller and Reverend Tillman were at that meeting in Kansas City two days ago and, and, then, and then journeyed here for this occasion. Pastor Tillman is a member of the Na Virginia District Advisory Board, the Board of Ministerial Credentials and Studies, the Nazarene Bible College Board of Trustees, and the Nazarene Theological Seminary Center for Black Studies. It's important to know, and we're glad to say, that Reverend Tillman holds an Associate of Bi Biblical Studies from Nazarene Bible College. A graduate, a, a Bachelor of General Studies with a concentration in Social and Behavioral Science from Indiana University East, a Master of Arts in Student Personnel Administration from Ball State University. He's continued his studies in the Department of Leadership at the University of Memphis, where he's achieved all but dissertation status. Pastor Tillman is married to the former May Hudson, has three sons, Charles II, I said that right, didn't I? Yeah, I got it. Charles II, Jonathan, and Adam. Reverend Tillman, by the authority vested in me as president of Nazarene Bible College and by the authority and vote of the Board of Trustees of this college, I hereby confer on you the honorary degree Doctor of Divinity.
Please receive this hood in recognition of this award. Now we've come to the focal point of our gathering here today. We're going to confer degrees on the class of 2019. All in favor say aye. aye. Yeah. It was, most, it was most loud right here, right here in the middle. Today we will present candidates who have completed certificate programs, associate degrees, and baccalaureate degrees in ministry. There are 10 persons who graduated who, who completed, excuse me, 10 graduates who completed the requirements for the Ministry Preparation Certification Program. Eight of those persons are being recognized in absentia, but at this time I would like to ask the two candidates, Latanya and Dona, if you'll please stand. Well, let me, yes, both of you please stand. Let me extend to you my sincere congratulations for your persistence in completing your certificate program. To symbolize the completion of your program, you may now move your tassel. Congratulations. You may be seated. Five graduates completed the requirements of the Associate of Arts and Ministry degree Four of those persons are being recognized in absentia. But at this time, I will ask the one candidate participating in the ceremony today to please stand. President Graves, before us, before us is the Associate of Arts in Ministry degree candidate, in that he has fulfilled the requirements of his respective areas of study and, upon recommendation of the faculty and the administration, and the approval of the Nazarene Bible College Board of Trustees, I hereby present him for graduation from the college. Well, Ossie, let me extend my sincere congratulations to you. And for that long list of people that are here today, I expect you're going to get a roaring approval when you walk across this stage. So, for your persistence in completing your associate degree, you may now I got to do this by the authority, don't I? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So here it is. By the authority vested in me as president of Nazarene Bible College, and by the authority of the Colorado Commission of Higher Education, and the Board of Trustees of this college, I hereby confer on you the Associate of Arts in Ministry degree with all of its related rights and privileges. Also, you may now move your tassel. Seventy-three, seventy-three graduates completed the requirements for the Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree. Thirty-four of those persons are being recognized in absentia, 
At this time, I will ask the 39 candidates who are participating in the ceremony to please stand. President Graves, I am pleased to present the candidates who have completed all requirements for the Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree in that they have fulfilled the requirements of their respective areas of study and upon recommendation of the faculty and the administration and the approval of the Nazarene Bible College Board of Trustees, I present them for graduation from the college. I would also note that those graduates who have completed the prescribed curriculum in pastoral ministries and pastoral leadership meet the educational requirements outlined in the Manual of the Church of the Nazarene for ordination as elder. Well, you did it. And I'm not going to waste any time to confer on you. So by the authority vested in me as president of Nazarene Bible College, and by the authority of the Colorado Commission on Higher Education and the Board of Trustees of Nazarene Bible College, I do hereby confer on you the Bachelor of Arts in Ministry with all of its related rights and privileges. To symbolize that you have earned this degree, you may now move your tassel. You be seated. We'll now begin the process of awarding the certificates and the degrees of the class of 2019. Our registrar, Reverend Dwayne Mathias, will read the names of each graduate who will proceed to receive the diploma from President Graves. A towel will then be placed on the graduate's arm by our respective program directors, symbolic of the Lord's washing of his disciples' feet and signifying that as graduates leave the college, they will effectively lead only as they serve. The student marshals, Irene Amador and Ana Ramirez will also assist in this part of our ceremony. So now, a couple of details. This year, Nazarene Bible College is awarding a total of 88 degrees, with 42 graduates participating in, in the ceremonies today, and I'm hoping some of the others are watching live stream uh, on the internet. It has become our tradition that when the name of each graduate is called, family members, have to be quiet and just stay in their seats. Uh, you know, just making sure you're paying attention. When their name has been called, family members may feel free to stand in honor of the support uh, and prayer that they have given their students. And we know that you will wish to applaud. And we've got plenty of time, so please feel free to show your congratulations to each graduate as their degree is conferred. College photographers are in place to capture the moment when the students receive the diploma and also when they receive their towel. It's, there's an outside chance, though, that some folks might want to take some pictures. So if that's the case, um, we've received the two uh, front rows over on uh, the right hand, my right-hand side of the, of the auditorium. So uh, as you make your way, uh, when you see your graduate lining up on this side, make your way over here, take their picture as they pass, and, and if you'll go all the way to the outside wall to make that, that traffic pattern uh, flow, that, that will be of help. So, and just, and just make, that, make that process um, as, <laughs> as Christian as possible when it comes to 
trying to get the picture that you want to take. All right, so I think we're ready. Wait a minute, Dr. Light. No. Uh, why don't you explain this tradition? Um, this, the graduates might know it, but a lot of you sitting out there will not know this tradition of the college. Would you mind explaining that? Sure. And, and why we ask the program directors to place this towel on your arm. It says, lead as you serve, Nazarene Bible College, 2019. Explain that with them. It's our understanding and from what Dr. Fuller said today and reinforced, and I think what you've already learned as graduates, that, that effective leaders know uh, that that happens when they serve. And so uh, with the ultimate example being Christ as, as our, the one who set the pattern, we feel like that it is essential to have this one more reminder. And so the program directors, the program director for Bible and Theology, for Christian Counseling, Counseling for Christian Ministries, uh, Christian School Education, the MPP program, Pastoral Ministries, Pastoral Leadership, Pest, oh, I'll mess it up, so I'll say it in English, the Hispanic Pastoral Ministries major, all have the opportunity to connect one more time with the students that they've influenced through their responsibilities as program directors. And so we feel like that it just reinforces uh, who we are and the students uh, that are graduating from our school. And so we're going to begin now. Our first graduate is Jennifer Nicole Bond, graduating with honors, inductee Delta Epsilon Chi Honor Society, Bachelor of Arts in Ministry in Bible and Theology. Anatona Moimoy, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry, Bible and Theology major. Cora Jane Bergstrom, graduating with honors, Bachelor of Arts in Ministry, majoring in Christian Counseling. Daniel Lewis Decker, graduated Bachelor of Arts in Ministry, Christian Counseling major. Perla Rihanna Gething, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry, Christian Counseling major. Nicole M. Howell, graduated Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Christian Counseling major. <laughs> Johanna Lynn Poole, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Christian Counseling major. 
Barbara A. Root, graduated Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Christian Counseling major. Daniel A. Schreider, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Christian Counseling major. Amanda Renee Jones, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Christian School Education major. Valerie L. Bell, graduating with honors, Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Counseling for Christian Ministries major. Robin L. Botchen, graduating with honors, inductee Delta Epsilon Chi Honor Society, Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Counseling for Christian Ministry major. Louisa F. Mendoza, graduating with honors, Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Counseling for Christian Ministry major. Roxanne M. Wilhite, graduating with honors, Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Counseling for Christian Ministry major. <laughs> Timothy R. Wilhite, graduating, Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, dual major, Counseling for Christian Ministry and Pastoral Ministries. Jeremy A. Baker, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Leadership and Ethics major. <laughs> Kelly R. Kane, graduating with honors, Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Leadership and Ethics major. <laughs> Raymond Dela. Graduating with honors, inductee Delta Epsilon Chi Honor Society, Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Leadership and Ethics major. <laughs> Michael W. LaFollette, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry, Leadership and Ethics major. Chase A. Prentice, graduated Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Leadership and Ethics major. Marion F. Torres, graduating with honors, Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Leadership and Ethics major. Jordan A. Mitrovich, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry, Ministerios Pastoralis major. Jacqueline Mitrovich Garcia, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Ministerios Pastoralis major. Ronald Luke Anthony Benjamin, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, Pastoral Leadership major. <laughs> Kenneth L. Good, graduated with honors, Bachelor of Arts in Ministry, Pastoral Leadership major.
Tawana G. Grubb, graduating Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, pastoral leadership major. Jared Wayne Hundley, graduated with honors, inductee Delta Epsilon Chi Honor Society, Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, pastoral leadership major. Lonnie Stephen Kellogg, graduating with honors, inductee Delta Epsilon Chi Honor Society, Bachelor of Arts in Ministry degree, pastoral leadership major. Alexander Joseph Mack, graduated Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, pastoral leadership major. Taylor Ray Monholland, graduating with honors, Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, pastoral leadership major. Robert Caleb Ryman, graduating Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, pastoral leadership major. <laughs> Leland Charles Berman, graduating Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, pastoral ministries major. Glenda Fields, graduating Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Pastoral Ministries major. Kelsey Claire Halterman, graduating with honors, Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Pastoral Ministries major. Georgia Lee Houchins, graduating Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Pastoral Ministries major. Nicole L. Husband, graduating Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Pastoral Ministries major. Nathaniel D. Morrison, graduated Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Pastoral Ministries major. Jason Ryan Nixon, graduating Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Pastoral Ministries major. Barbara Allen Slaughter, graduated with honors, Bachelor of Arts and Ministry degree, Pastoral Ministries major. Asiasi Maifidi, graduating Associate's degree, Church Ministries major. Tanya Marie Hill, graduating certificate program, ministry preparation program. Donna J. Scott, graduating certificate, ministry preparation program. I think the greatest challenge of this day has been the photographer trying to get me and some of you graduates in the same picture. What's next, Saul? Well, I think we'll just, we'll just, just stay right here. 
So, in, so we now invite you to stand. We now invite you to stand <laughs> and join us in congratulating the graduating class of 2019, Nazarene Bible College. Please remain standing as Dr. Terry Lambright leads us in our closing hymn. The words are found in your, in your program. Lead on, O King Eternal. And then Dr. Graves will pronounce the benediction. Please remain standing. And it is altogether fitting that we sing, Lead on, O King Eternal. benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Congregation, please be seated. Graduates, we will begin the recessional in just a second. Thank you. 